0: Welcome to the Ampsi Schools Maths Teaching and Learning Podcast, where casual conversations in maths become part of your professional learning dialogue. I'm Marcus Garrett, and today with me I have my colleague and fellow Ampsi Schools Outreach Officer, Helen Booth. Today, we are talking number. G'day, Helen. How are you? Oh,
1: fine, thanks, Marcus.
0: We uh, exchanged a couple of emails a few weeks ago after we were um, doing some lessons with some people out, out in the road. Uh, at the end of a lesson I had on decimals and metric measurement, a young year six girl, you might remember, wanted to know how since there are technically an infinite number of numbers or decimal place values between zero and one because they, as there are between all integers, how do we ever get from zero to one, she wanted to know. And I thought that was a fantastic question, because it actually showed me that she really understood uh, the concept of decimals. And she reasoned, we can't count to infinity, so how do we ever get between integers with, with that number of decimal places? I told her that was the type of great question that makes maths teachers even happier than finding an answer.
1: Yeah, I had a similar um, example with a Year 5 student who, when we were doing a work with fractions rather than with decimals itself, we would, uh, and I was using a concrete material, Play-Doh, and what, what I had them doing was taking a piece of Play-Doh, we cut it into 10 even-sized pieces, so we made tents, and then they had to take one of the tents and cut it into... Um, 10 pieces. So yep. we made a hundred and then they took one of the hundreds and t- cut it into 10 pieces to make thousands. And I had this uh, young year five boy came up to me and go, oh, you could keep doing that forever and ever. And you get smaller and smaller and smaller, but you'd never get to zero. And I said, oh, so what do you mean you'd never get to zero? Because when you put them all back together, you'd have one. So wow. again, that was really good understanding that we get closer and closer and closer, but we never actually get mm. to zero. So the actual opposite to what your girl was talking yeah. about, never getting to one, you also never get to zero. And
0: Isn't it lovely when you, you can see the light coming on with with kids like that showing they really understand some of the more abstract concepts in, in maths, like and particularly in fractions and decimals. We know proportional reasoning is mm. something that's a, a real struggle for a lot of kids to wrap their head around. Um, but questions and comments like that show that kids really have worked out how things work and they're, they're beginning to apply reason. But I guess uh, we, we know that a lot of kids don't really get to that level of thinking, um, no, many of no, them they not don't. even into adult, adulthood. So I thought we'd have a chat today about what, what it really is that helps kids move into a genuine understanding of decimals and how they work and how they can and fractional concepts too and how they can begin to apply those into things like unit conversion and, and measurement. So what do you think some of the, the key big ideas in maths are that are prerequisite to students getting decimals and decimal um, understanding?
1: I think the most important is they have to understand the connection between fractions and decimal fractions. I think there's a a big misconception among a lot of students, and interestingly enough, I've discovered between the people that are supposed to be teaching them or helping them that decimals and fractions are something completely different. Mm. And yet, a decimal is actually a decimal fraction. Mm. In other words, it is a fraction with a denominator of a tenth, of ten, a hundred, a thousand. So, any multiple of ten those are decimal fractions Mm. as a denominator, but kids don't see that connection. Mm. And so they see decimals and fractions as two completely different things. And so one of the things that I say to teachers is you need to teach tenths Mm. first and hundredths first, and then show them how a tenth Becomes a decimal 0.1. So how do we turn a fraction into a decimal mm. so that they can see that, uh, have that hopefully that aha moment of, oh, so if I'm looking at a decimal 5 tenths, sorry, um, if I'm looking at a fraction 5 tenths, mm. if I put that into a calculator and go 5 divided by 10, I get 0.5. Yeah. Oh, that's where it comes from. What happens if I put in... Uh, two quarters, two divided by four. Ah, huh, I get zero point five. Mm. So there's that connection that a half. It doesn't matter what it looks like as a fraction, is always going to be zero point five.
0: It's it's one of the interesting connections that I'm often I'm often quite shocked about when you you make that connection for students and say actually the, the vinculum, so the line between your numerator and your denominator, mm. it's just another way of saying divided by. Yeah. And when you explain that to a lot of kids, I'm often really surprised that they go, oh, really? (laughs) Is that that just – it's another way of saying divided by,
1: yeah. Yeah, one of the things I do, and I don't know whether it's mathematically correct or not, but I'd certainly find that it makes a point to kids, is I'll write up a fraction Mm. and I'll go, well, what happens if I rub out the numerator and replace it with a dot? Mm. And then I rub out the denominator and replace it with a dot. What sign have I created? Oh, ah. you've made a, a division sign. Yes, because that's what a that's fraction what it is. Means. It's the numerator divided by the ah, denominator. I like that. Yeah, so it just gives them that visual, oh, again, that aha moment. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So, what, what do you think are some good teaching tools and strategies teachers can use to, to help kids understand that connection between tenths, hundredths, thousandths as fractions and understanding the decimal number system because of course the way that we write a fraction looks different you know if it's written up on the board for example it looks different to the way that we write a decimal and and sometimes the numbers are different too so Mm. for example two over four as a fraction we would write as 0.5 as a decimal and often that confuses many students so what are some good teaching tools you could recommend to help help teachers build that understanding
1: Um, I'm I'm very keen on having concrete where you can have concrete. Uh, Uh So that's why I love using the Play-Doh. Yeah. um, By getting them to actually have that. uh, I I find Play-Dohs even better than than having other um, concrete material because... There's a there's another sense with it. So you not only have the the, the visual and the oral, you also have that tactile component yeah, to right. it. And the kids get to make it and they're comparing things. So I reckon if you can make it, particularly when you first start to introduce the concepts of of decimals, so tenths and hundredths mm. in year four, giving them that opportunity to have that tactile component, I think, is is really important. Yeah. Um I think the other thing is, is the decimats, um, which you can find on the Calculate website. There's, yep. uh, I think they're another really good um, concrete tool yep. to use. Um, but I think there's also the need that when we are talking about decimals, that we're not only reading it as 3.1, but we're also saying which is three and one tenth. Ah. so there's always that connection between how we what what it looks like. But really, when we read it, it should be read as so three point two five should be read as three and twenty five hundredths. Yes. Not as three point two five. That there's that connection. That how do we know it's hundredths? Well, because there's two digits that are making up the decimal component. Uh, yes, so yes. therefore it must be over a hundredth.
0: So using language and, and making that language very explicit to kids when we first introduced decimal notation, and reminding them that that decimal notation literally is talking about a fraction of, of of a tenth or a hundredth or a thousandth, depending on the number of decimal places. Yeah. Helen just mentioned there too, for those those people listening, the Calculate website, So and she mentioned a tool called Decimats. So if you're interested in that, just pop on uh, onto the Calculate website, which is just calculate.org.au and go into Classroom and then Planning, or just do a search and you'll find... Uh, the unit um, on decimats, which which is a great teaching tool. Helen, what do you think some of the common misconceptions that kids and some adults have about decimal numbers? So what are the, the common things that you've noticed um, kids and students uh, get wrong? And, and how can teachers help correct those common misconceptions? I'll,
1: I'll give you a story that uh, I had just recently where... I was talking with a teacher, year four, five teacher, about place value. And we brought up the concept around language and how we tend to be very sloppy with the way we describe things. And one of the things we are sloppy with is when we refer to decimals, decimal fractions as just decimals and I made this comment to her and was talking about how we need to be precise about our language so that students understand that decimals are fractions Mm. and there was a SSO in the the room at the time in the staff room and she was like they are Mm. I didn't know that yeah so and this is one of the big misconceptions I think kids have is this thinking that decimals and fractions are two completely different mm. number and systems.
0: Clearly not just kids but adults yeah. too.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, and so I think that's a really important thing is making sure that there is this connection between them. And this is why it's really important that, you know, when, when we're doing stuff like counting, mm. we talk about counting down in the early years. Yeah. But we should be getting kids to count in different ways all the way through. So even if they're in year five, they should be counting. They should be counting in decimals, but they also should be counting in decimal fractions. So and and was, let's so today we're going to start counting at three and we're going to go through to five and we're going to count by um tenths. Mm. Let's go.
0: And would you show that also visually on, say, a number line as well? Oh, absolutely yeah. on a number line. Mm.
1: Number lines are absolutely vital. The mm. the development of number lines, we we have one of the most basic mathematical understandings we have is around the mental number line. We all carry mental number lines in our heads. Ah. Now, if we don't develop those mental number lines beyond whole numbers, mm. kids are going to struggle. One of the things that has been shown through research and um we can certainly put the research that I'm talking about here onto the bottom of um you know with the into the the webcast so uh people can find look it up for themselves. But they're saying that the two main predictors of success in algebra, algebra, algebraic thinking and in um, general mathematical performance at a higher level mm. is if kids understand fractions mm-hmm. and division and years five and six. Wow. So that whole thing around the number line is, and it's the the other thing about fractions, and this includes decimals, mm. is When we think about fractions, we tend to teach about the part-whole relationship, mostly. But the other important aspect of fraction understanding, fractional understanding, is the magnitude. So it's how the size of these different fractions relate to one another. Just mm. as when we are doing whole number magnitude that we know that a hundred comes further up the number line yeah. than twenty-four mm. or that seven hundred and sixty five thousand comes a lot further up the yes. number line than seventy four. We also need to understand where in magnitude these fractions exist in relation to one another. Mm. Where decimal fractions sit mm. in relation to one another. Mm. If I'm going to talk about three thousandths, I know that's that's a lot less than three tenths. And,
0: yeah, so it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we, we often, uh, so in early and middle primary school, we'll give kids lots of activities where they're bundling units into ten and then bundling tens and they can see that magnitude when mm. they see how much more 10 is than 1 and how much more 100 is than 10 and so on and so forth. But we don't necessarily do that in late primary with fractions by showing how much smaller a hundredth is than a tenth and how much smaller a thousandth is than a whole, for example. Um, So so what you're saying is giving kids an understanding of magnitude when we're talking about fractions and decimals is just as important Mm. as giving them an understanding of magnitude in early primary with whole numbers.
1: And it's probably even more important because Mm. what the research does, as I said, research shows, and they've looked at everything, addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, as well as in whole numbers and in, um, fract- in fractions, what it does, the only two areas that are direct predictors of future mathematical achievement is fractions and division. Right. So and the other thing is, if you look at the curriculum, by the time you get to year six, more than 50% of the curriculum is around fractions, decimals and percentages. mm and I would actually ask teachers at Year 6 to really look at their curriculum mm. and be honest about how much time they're actually spending mm. on fractions, decimals and percentages. It's,
0: it's often a shock, mm. particularly for Year 5 and 6 teachers, isn't it? It's, mm. it's often, often a bit of a shock because um, there is so much content at that level around fractions and decimals, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and the other thing is, is they say, oh, yes, but it's such a crowded curriculum. Such a crowded curriculum. But the, the other thing that goes along with that is, okay, it's such a crowded curriculum, so how do you make these links across the strands within the cur- curriculum? Mm. And my response is, you look at measurement. Measurement in year six is all about conversion between units. Yeah. Which is...
0: Fractions and decimals.
1: When you look at probability, it's about probability exists between zero and one, Mm. which is...
0: Fractions and decimals, yeah. yeah.
1: So it's about finding those links. Instead of trying to teach things in isolation, particularly fractions, decimals and percentages, we need to be teaching it in context so the kids see the purpose of what they're yes, doing yes
0: definitely and that actually brings us to the, to the last question for our little podcast today how, how would you then know that a student has a good solid understanding of of decimals so at, at say year 5 6 level how would you know yep this kid this kid's got it they understand besides questions like those that we mm. we to- and, and anecdotes kids give us that those we talked about at the beginning of the podcast how would you know yep this kid's nailed it
1: I, I guess one of the the easiest, which is already out there <clears throat> and has been tested and, and, and so moderated, yep. would be the decimal comparison test mm-hmm. to actually find out whether kids really do understand that. Mm. But the other thing to remember is just because kids can write the numbers and even read the numbers in a logarithmic mo- way mm-hmm. – doesn't actually mean that they really understand it in a uh, quantitative way. That often takes a little bit longer. So if you look at a year two student where, um, well, even a year one student, where we're expecting them to be able to work with the numbers up to 100, Mm. what the research again is saying that they don't actually understand that and being able to think about the magnitude of those numbers until they're in year four. Wow. So... It's the same sort of thing with decimals that we can get them to become familiar with how to write them and read them and that sort of thing. But they're not necessarily going to understand the the magnitude of those numbers until they're in year seven or year eight. Mm. Um, and I think that's also what the, the the decimal comparison test looks at. If you look at the research that went into that, you can actually see that that the the misconceptions kids have around decimals Mm. in the five, six begin to change and disappear because they're no longer putting their whole number bias onto the decimals. When they get into seven and eight, they begin to make that connection about the magnitude of these these numbers. Mm. But it takes a couple of years for that understanding to Mm. come through. And
0: I guess to exposure to using decimal numbers in things like measurement Mm. and unit conversion, uh, geometry, even even if you think about angles and understanding angles, that's, you yeah. know, that, that's about breaking things up into proportions and, and, and using proportional reasoning.
1: And I'll say to, uh, particularly when they get into year seven, where kids, uh, you know, part of what they need to do in measurement is around formulas and we're using formulas to work out areas, area and so forth, um, perimeter of different shapes, you know, those kids you can differentiate so those kids who are struggling with using decimals so they measure in millimeters those mm. kids who are able to do decimals and work with decimals they measure in millimeters and convert them to centimeters, centimeters and yep. then give the answer in centimeters mm. or kilometers or yeah. meters or whatever yeah. you know so so you're getting them to think about how are they changing changing yes. that that um number and i think the other thing that often happens is we don't give students enough opportunity to work with decimal numbers we let them work with whole numbers all the time right. but instead of going okay today we're going to add two decimal numbers together or three decimal numbers together you know we're always giving them whole numbers and when they can do two whole numbers plus another sorry a a three-digit whole number plus another three-digit number we move them on to four digit by four digit or five if you know how to do that Mm. why make it just bigger and bigger Mm, you know mm. why not give them decimals why not give them more than two, yeah. You know, so they're actually working with yeah. these numbers. Yeah, so not,
0: not just overcooking whole numbers, yeah. but but moving into decimals and
1: also going with the measurement. You know, give them a an odd shape that they've got to measure everything mm. and and work out what it mm. is that they ha- what's the perimeter of the shape by adding all these different decimals together.
0: Mm. Helen, thank you very much for for coming in and and giving us your your insights into teaching fractions and decimals. My pleasure. Again, folks, if you um, want to check out the Calculate website and the teaching resources that are available there to assist you with some of those strategies, it's just calculate.org.au and you'll find uh, plenty of classroom teaching and and, and resources and professional development articles there to, to help you out. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Marcus.
0: I'm Marcus Garrett. And you've been listening to the Ampsi Schools podcast.